good to be with you this morning. If you're new to church here at New City, my name is Tim Ciccone. I'm the pastor at the church, and together with Jamie and our leadership team, we just, it's an honor to serve this congregation. And if you're new here today, let me just kind of bring you up to speed with what we've been talking about. We have um, been in the midst of a sermon series that we're calling Essential Prayer. Essential Prayer. And this sermon series is leading us into a very special November, which I'm going to talk extensively about today at the end of the sermon, okay? November, we are called to, as a church, spend that month in a very intentional and special month of prayer. And so leading up to that, we've been focused on a biblical perspective on prayer. And a couple of weeks ago, we started with the conversation from Psalm 46, where we talked about how God is our refuge and strength in times of chaos and trouble. And we looked at the story of King Hezekiah, this young king who actually brought certain, this certain death situation that he was facing and he laid it out at the feet of the Lord. And then last week we fast forwarded on our biblical timeline and we looked at the beginning of the church when Peter and John in Acts chapter 2 were arrested for praying for someone to be healed and they were healed and they were brought before a trial, they were on trial and they were almost condemned to prison and they prayed these different prayers that were bold prayers, that were almost dangerous prayers. And we saw the transformation that happened in really the beginning of the church. And we challenged New City to be thinking about how do we pray in times of chaos? How do we pray bold prayers in this time in our life as a congregation? And so today we're kind of narrowing and narrowing and narrowing down now as we start to look at November. I want to talk to you more today about anchor prayers. And what are these anchor prayers that I'm talking about? I'll get into that in a second. But I want to pray for us first and ask God to bless us in this moment. So would you pray with me? Father, we love you. And we thank you for this time. And it's interesting, we all walk into this place today with different stories, different um, places that we've been this week. Lord, we're, excuse me, we're all carrying different baggage. We're carrying different narratives that we've been processing. Maybe for some of us, this has been a great week, a week of celebration. We're celebrating new life, new birth. Maybe for some of us, it's been a challenging week where we're dealing with difficult things with our family or difficult things at work or difficult narratives in our school. Wherever we are, Lord, maybe we're somewhere in between. I just want to pray that your spirit would meet us in this place, that your word would speak to us, Lord, that we would see tangibly your hand on our lives, that we would know that you are the God of our lives in the celebrations and the challenging times. Father, help us to see what you're calling us to, especially in this season of prayer. We pray these things with hope and expectation, and may the words today bring you glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, God's people said, amen. Now, years ago, um, many, many years ago, Marie and I actually lived in West Michigan, and we lived in a town called Muskegon, and Muskegon bordered right on Lake Michigan. It was a beautiful beautiful place. Lake Michigan, it's a big lake. You get a ton of big waves, a lot of big ships. It was definitely a lake community. And there's all these sort of inlet lakes that you can go swimming on, and actually you can get on a boat, and you can go out to the big lake, and it was a blast. And we actually bought probably our most favorite purchase of of our entire lives, especially as a married couple. We actually owned a 19-foot open bow speedboat. It was 
awesome, right? Used speedboat, wasn't anything super fancy. It was, um, the brand was a Mariah, which some of you maybe even heard of, but we own this boat, right? Pre-kids, by the way. I think Caleb was just a baby, my oldest son, but it was such a gift for us. We would go out and drive around, just the two of us. We would have students out with us. We would have church people out, friends, and it was fantastic, right? I felt like I'm so cool driving around in a boat. And what was really fun about living in Muskegon is you could go out into the big lake uh, from where we lived. You'd have to go through and navigate the channels. And the big lake was a blast. But our boat, our 19-foot open bow, inboard, outboard, Mariah boat, sometimes wasn't very seaworthy for the big waves on Lake Michigan, right? Because, you know, the waves are much bigger than on a smaller lake. Well, there was one time where, and Maria maybe doesn't even remember this, but there was one time where we decided, we heard there was a concert that was happening at one of the beaches. And so we decided to take our boat, we packed a meal, and we had some friends with us, and we got in the boat, and we navigated out to this area where we could hear the concert from the water, which sounds like a dreamy thing to do, right? Well, about 150 other people had that same idea, so it was packed, like the best spots were packed. And here I am, a pretty rookie, novice, you know, boat captain, or whatever you would call me in that moment, trying to figure out how do I navigate our boat into this packed area. And, of course, the anchor was the key to being, like, in a good spot, especially in a packed area. And where this, this concert was happening, there was a bunch of boats around, and there was, like, a break wall full of rocks that was just to our, our left. And so... We found our spot, Maria's like, this is where we should be. I'm like, okay. And I tried to throw that anchor out. Well, with a marine anchor, you know, some are just heavy weights, right? But there's also others that actually have like these two big daggers that come down and they dig into the sand. Some of you own boats and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I did not navigate the anchor very well. I would throw the anchor out. <clears throat> I didn't throw it out properly. And <clears throat> I turned the boat off and I thought we were good. And, you know, 30 seconds later, what did we realize? we were drifting into other boats, right? So embarrassingly, I had to start the engine back up, put it in reverse and try to get us back into place. Well, it felt like all these people were like judging me and laughing at me and I was embarrassed. And I threw out the anchor again, but I didn't throw it out long enough. Same thing happened. We started fading even closer to the rocks. And it took me, I don't know, maybe three tries, maybe four, finally to get the anchor, almost like you set a hook when you're fishing, to get it to dig in to the sand so we could be anchored and stay in the perfect spot to hear the concert. And through my embarrassment and being made fun of by our friends and especially my wife, we got it to sit there and be anchored in that spot we enjoyed the concert. The anchor is the point in the illustration because our anchor is something that keeps us sturdy. It keeps us steady. It keeps us in the space that we need to be. And as we fast forward and lean into this month of prayer in November, I wonder, could your anchor be the prayer? These prayers that we are called to. Could our prayers be the anchor that keeps us solid to the Lord, connected to God, sturdy in the Lord? And I wonder if we could think about what are those anchor prayers that we could pray. And so today, I want to actually challenge all of us, not just you, but myself as well, to as we move into November and this incredibly important season for the church, could we pray 
these bold and dangerous and anchor prayers together. So with that in mind, the first anchor prayer. Oh, and I should tell you that I want to focus these anchor prayers on three things. And I've already taught you this because we told the kids this a couple weeks ago if you were here two or three weeks ago. We talked about up prayers, in prayers, and out prayers. Up, in, and out. Remember we had the kids doing their hand motions and they remembered that? Well, it's good for us as adults as well to remember these anchor prayers. And the first anchor prayer is focused on up and it should be on the screen. And to look at our anchor prayers, these are prayers that are pointed towards God. The first anchor prayer that I want to challenge you to consider this month as we gather together as a church to pray are up prayers that are pointed towards God. And I want to read for you Psalm 63 verses 1 through 8. It says this, you, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods, With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I will remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. What a powerful psalm of looking at the praises that we give to God. And it is worth Psalm 46, or I'm sorry, Psalm 6, I'm sorry, Psalm 63 is worth bookmark, bookmarking for our week this week. Now, some of the words of this psalm actually stand out to me, and I want to encourage us to think through this in this anchor prayer mentality. First of all, <clears throat> I think it fits perfectly with our prayers as we focus this entire week on giving praise to God, on our prayers that are focused up. And what does the psalmist say? The psalmist uses the word earnestly we seek the Lord. That our prayer disposition is compared to that which our entire beings longs to be close to God. We literally thirst for the Lord. That is the posture, the disposition in our praise that we are called to give God. In this psalm, we see that The psalmist challenges us to praise God as long as we shall live. And it is in the name of God that we pray. And so that's what we're going to do this week. Um, Many of you know that we use the YouVersion Bible app for our sermon notes. And in uh, your sermon notes this week, you will see actually what we're going to call a prayer guide. A prayer guide. And in the prayer guide, we have given you sort of an entire week's worth of content, including praying through the names of God this week. We're going to give you the challenge to pray through the names of God this week and to look at the attributes that come with those names as you pray and praise the Lord, as our prayers go up. And when we look at this week's prayer guide, we'll show it to you a little bit later. I want to challenge us all to spend time in our prayers, praising and thanking God for who He is, for the person of God 
the characteristics, the attributes, and what better way than to do that than through the names that Scripture names the Lord. Now, there's something that happens to us when we focus our prayers on naming God, and I'll say this quickly, and then we'll move on to our next anchor prayer. First of all, praising God gives us a sense of God's presence, of God's presence. I've worked with teenagers for decades, right? And one of the main things that teenagers say to me, the reason that we don't want to follow God is because I don't always feel God. And oftentimes what I say to them, well, is what have you done to actually move closer to the Lord? Because the odds are God has not moved away from you. When we pray through the names of God, it gives us a fuller understanding of who he is, gives us a fuller understanding of his presence in our lives, and we actually move our bodies, our minds, and our souls closer to the Lord. God is always present whether we sense it or not. And sometimes when we don't feel his presence, that's because we've shifted away. This week, shift closer to the Lord. Secondly, when we praise God, it enlarges our perception of God. And when we pray the names of God, it's almost as if we take a magnifying glass and we examine God closer. And when you take a magnifying glass and you zoom in on something, it makes it bigger. And so this week, as we pray through the names of God, it will enlarge our perception around God. And finally, when we praise God, when we pray these prayers up towards the Lord, it reveals solutions that we can't always see. It reveals solutions that we don't always see. We're in a really important season as a church where we are trying to figure out what the solutions are for our future. We are praying, God, guide us. And it's hard to know what to do. Let us go to prayer and ask God to reveal solutions that aren't even maybe on our minds right now, collectively as a community. The first anchor prayer that I want you to focus, and especially this week, are prayers that are focused up towards God, giving God praise. If you use the YouVersion Bible app, you can see the prayer guide for that. The second anchor prayer are prayers focused on in. Prayers focused on in. And these are prayers pointed towards unity. Prayers pointed towards unity. Anchor prayers for unity. These are the in prayers that this month I want us to pray together for unity as the body of Christ. Romans 15 verses 5 through 7 says this. May the God, this is Paul praying a prayer and it's important for us to notice even today. May the God who gives us endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward one another that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you in order bring praise to God. We've talked about this before, and I'm going to say this very bold statement because I think it's very true. I'm not sure if I can remember a time in my life of serving the Lord, being a part of the church, when prayers for unity were more important than they are right now in the life of the church. Right now in the life of the church. And we're all living in the midst of this incredibly chaotic and difficult time where Satan, and I'm not trying to get overly spiritual here, but Satan is on a full frontal attack of the church. And Satan's best weapon is to divide us from within. 
It's almost a passive way that Satan attacks the church is to get Christians, those Jesus followers, battling one another. And as we enter into the political season, we can't help but see how divisive those kind of conversations can be in the body of Christ. We're divided about so many things. And the church, the witness of the church, our message of bringing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs the Lord is suffering because of the division in the church. So what do we do? We need to pray for unity in the church. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a political opinion. I think you actually should be thoughtfully political, prayerfully political, hopefully political. I think that's a biblical mandate. We'll talk about that in Ad- during Advent. But when we let our political affiliation or our opinions about different things divide the church, Satan wins and the church suffers. New City Covenant Church will not have a future unless we are united. I actually think it's one of the hallmarks of this congregation. I actually, being new to this church, have uh, experienced from you a beauty, a beauty around unity, but we need to pray for more. As we grow, as we expand, as we pray for a holy vision in our community, Satan will do whatever he can to divide us. We need to pray for unity in the church so that with one mind and one voice we may glorify God the Father, as it says in Romans. When we pray this month, I would ask that you would pray for unity in the church. And remember, unity is not always uniformity. Let us enjoy the diversity that's in the room. Let's enjoy the diversity of the, of the different opinions and cultural backgrounds, the, the multi-ethnic dynamic that we bring to the table. Our regional, our upbringing, our diversity makes us a beautiful body of Christ. And that is what we are called to. This is our second prayer for this month. Our in prayer is that we would pray an anchor prayer for unity in the body of Christ. And I want to ask you to take that very, very seriously. The third and final anchor prayer that I want to challenge you to think about up, in, and the third one is out. And these are prayers pointed towards others. They're prayers pointed towards others. Now, hear me. Uh, Last week we talked about the difference between safe prayers and dangerous prayers. And I challenged you as a congregation to think about the dangerous prayers we would pray. And I sort of rebuked you for only praying safe prayers. And I confess to you that I love to pray safe prayers. So this wasn't like me judging you, okay? Don't, don't feel like, oh, I can't believe the pastor. That's not what I'm saying at all. Safe prayers are like, oh, Lord, keep my kids safe. Lord, keep me safe. Lord, you know, would you give us great blessings, right? Safe prayers. Dangerous prayers are, Lord, would you actually take New City Covenant Church and use it to be about life change in broken homes in the neighborhoods that are next to Adana High School? Dangerous prayers are like, God, give us such a holy vision that we, we can't do anything except to cling to you because we don't know how financially we're going to make it work. We don't know where we're going to get the people to do this. Lord, I'm burned out. I'm tired. I'm broken down. God, renew my energy and my spirit in you. Those are dangerous prayers that ask for something that's selfless. Now, pray the safe prayers. But you have to pray the dangerous prayers. And we think about praying for people out towards others we look at Philemon, verses 4 through 6. Paul, again, praying this prayer for Philemon, he says this, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus 
and your love for all the saints. Here's where Paul prays. He says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Sharing our faith, the good news of Jesus, our Jesus story actually activates you and I understanding, what does he say? So that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Some of you have not shared your Jesus story in far too long. And you are missing out in what God has for you in your life. Paul is praying this prayer for Philemon. And he's saying to Philemon, if you would only be active in sharing your faith. And the why is so important. Paul says that if you are active in sharing your Jesus-loving faith, it is so that you will have a full understanding of Jesus. A full understanding. Not a partial, not a sliver, not a little bit, not a little bit of a glimpse, but a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. There's something special that happens when the church takes seriously the calling to share our faith with other people. There's something that deeply spiritual begins to change in us when we depend on the Holy Spirit to the people that we love or to the people that we don't even know. And yet we live in a world where so many of us find it difficult to share our Jesus story with other people. I'm there. It's hard for me to think about that because if you begin to share your faith, it's a risk. You might offend your coworker when you share your faith with them. Sometimes fears pop up in our lives like, is that relationship going to be sacrificed? I don't know if it will or won't, but I do know this. You have a Jesus story to tell, and when you participate in loving other people into the kingdom of God, you never know how God will use that story to change somebody's life. You never know. I think that this month we should pray for each other. We should pray that we have unity in this body to share our faith with people that are out there and beyond, that God would put a boldness and a humility in our hearts to share our faith so that we would give a fuller understanding of all that Jesus has for us individually and as a church. When we pray for this, I believe there will be a fuller understanding of what God is calling us to in the future. There will be a heightened expectation in our church when we pray those dangerous prayers for people to find and follow Jesus Christ. And we will have a fuller dependence on the Holy Spirit, maybe like never before. What an opportunity to consider as we pray out prayers that are focused towards others, prayers that actually ask God to give us opportunities to share our faith. These are the anchor prayers I'm challenging you to pray this month. Up, prayers pointed towards praising God. In, prayers pointed towards unity in the body of Christ. And prayers out, prayers that are pointed towards sharing our faith with the world. What a great way to spend this season together. Now, how will we do it? Everybody say, how will we do it? Come on, wake up a little bit. How will we do it? Okay, so I'm glad you asked. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're actually going to, I'm going to challenge you with two different categories, opportunities, and we're going to close with this. Remember, we're trying to finish a little early today so we can get downstairs and then get out and bless our kids and any neighbors that might show up today. That's our job. 
is to bless our neighbors who come. So let me just finish up with two, two, two different categories. One, New City Covenant Church is trying to provide you with a couple different opportunities to pray together this, this month, okay? Jamie and I are working on this. We're starting to roll it out as we speak, and here it is. Opportunity number one, and I believe this will be on the... Oh, nice job. Thank you, Dylan. Um, we're going to provide a weekly prayer guide. Um, so every, uh, starting this Friday, every Friday there will be a weekly prayer guide that will come out for you to use the following week. But this week's prayer guide, November starts on Tuesday, November 1st is Tuesday, the prayer guide's up on the website now for you for this week, okay? And it guides us through praying through the names of God, okay? So that's also in the Bible app, so you can access that based on, on the website, or you can access it through the Version Bible app. But the prayer guide is a pretty simple um, <clears throat> guide for you. It has a number of different elements to it. Number one is it has um, some liturgy that I want to encourage you to actually pray either silently or out loud every single day. It's going to give you a, a number of scriptures that you can read through every single day. Um, and not, not an overabundance of scriptures. We actually want you to meditate on one text per day. Just soak in it, okay? Um, thirdly, then we're also going to give you a prayer list to pray through every day. And we want you to use that guide as you see as you see it useful, okay? Opportunity one is the weekly prayer guide. So the, this week's prayer guide is already published. It's already ready for you to use. You can use it at your leisure as it fits into your devotional practice. But then this Friday, then the next one will be published and we will release that for the following week, okay? Number, opportunity number two is we want to invite you to join us for two unique midday prayer gatherings. We want you to join us for two unique midday prayer gatherings. And the first one you can see is going to be on Wednesday, November 9th at noon. These will be offered both in person and virtual. We recognize that some of you have jobs that you can't get away, and so maybe not coming up at lunchtime that during the day is possible. Then dial it up on your phone. Put it up on your computer. It will be published. The, the link will be published on the website. We'll send it out in the newsletter. Um, it's going to be very low-key. It'll probably be 30 minutes. Uh, Jamie and I are going to set up right here in the sanctuary. We'll put a camera right there or something like that. And we'll lead us through a 30-minute time of worship and prayer. Two different times. The 9th and the 23rd. Show up, come as you are, low-key but important. Okay? Um, opportunity number three is, everybody smile when I say this. Everybody smile. We want you to share your prayer story. There's something risky about sharing your story, right? There's something challenging when you share your Jesus story. We actually want you to share your prayer story. How does prayer, why is prayer important to you? How do you pray? How has it impacted your life? And we're talking 30 to 60 seconds. You're going to take your phone. You're going to hit record on your video. And you're going to send, you're going to record yourself talking in your camera, which I know you all do every day, all day. Right? You're very comfortable doing this, right? No, John's, nope. Okay, I know it's uncomfortable, but I want to encourage you to do it because we have this Instagram account. New City has an Instagram account. Some of you don't even know what Instagram is. Time to figure it out, okay? Because Instagram is actually one of the social media apps that the next generation, younger generations use. People in our community, they need to hear our stories. They don't have to be perfect stories. They don't have to be super polished. You can do as many takes as you want, but we're not asking for anything perfect. We're asking for you to share your authentic, 
prayer story. Hi, my name is Tim Ciccone. I've been attending New City Covenant Church for a month and a half, and here's how prayer impacts my life. I need to pray for my kids. I need to pray for my marriage. That's what I spend my time doing. I pray for my church, and here's how it impacts me. 30 seconds, 60 seconds. And then email it to Jamie, and he'll do the polishing. He'll put a little music behind it because Jamie's really good at that stuff, and then we'll publish it on our Instagram page. And then guess what? You're going to get to hear each other's stories like you maybe haven't in the past. And people who check out the church on Instagram are also going to hear your story. So these are public. You've got to keep that in mind. But they're important. I'd like to ask for 15 to 20, maybe 30 of you to take this seriously. Share your Jesus prayer story. Now, we've got some parameters for that, right? Um, I've got a couple of specific questions that we've put out. And maybe we'll put that on the website so you know exactly what questions to answer. And we're going to hunt you down for this. Some of you are like, I'm going to hide from this. There's no way I'm going to do it. Um, We want to encourage you to take a risk and do it, okay? Now, those are the three opportunities we want to give you. A prayer guide, two two, um, two gatherings for prayer, and we want to share your story. But beyond New City's opportunity, I just want to challenge you. I'm going to finish up with this, okay? Um, I want to ask you to individually think about the ways that you're going to take prayer more serious in November than you have in the most recent seasons of your life, okay? And I want to challenge you. Everybody hear this with love in my heart. You need to decide on something with consistency to it. We all know that if you want to get in shape, you can't go just once a week. If you want to lose weight, you can't just eat a one good meal a week. It's got to be consistent if you're going to ever see the benefits, the health benefits from going to the gym or eating good meals or whatever it is, right? There's got to be consistency behind it. If you want to develop good habits in your life that bear fruit, you've got to be consistent. This is your month. I'm challenging you to take more seriously in November to be in a spirit and in times of prayer. Prayer that you set aside time, that you make it powerful and special and unique in your life. Consistency is the key. And I want to ask you to think about that in your own life every day. And so my question then is, what tangible thing will you commit to this month? Will it be a new devotional practice? Will you decide, hey, I'm going to start this new devotional practice. I've never done this before. I'm going to maybe Google something. I'm going to look for a new devotional practice. Maybe that's a part of your prayer time. Maybe for you, you're going to read a couple different books this month. Spiritual books, books on prayer, books you've been wanting to read. You're going to actually make time to do it. Go deeper in your faith in these things. Maybe for you, you'll start journaling every day in November. Maybe for you in November, journaling will finally become the thing you always want it to be. Maybe some of you will decide you're going to fast. That's a big one. Maybe you're going to fast a day, a meal, multiple days. We're not going to put any parameters on that here. I know everybody's got a little bit different physical narrative with that. Maybe for some of you, you're going to try a different meal plan. And it's going to be a sacrifice pointing towards God. It's never about the fasting. It's never about the journaling. It's never about taking the 30 minutes in the morning. It's always about God. You hear me on this? Point it in the right direction. Maybe some of you have the margin to do this. You'll go on an overnight silent retreat. Have you ever done that before? I have, and it's very difficult for an outgoing people person like me to be quiet before the Lord. Even if you didn't do a retreat, maybe you did it for 20 minutes before the kids got out of bed in the morning. 
Find something that's unique and special and important. And I ask you this question, how seriously will you take this? Because we have to be desperate. Our whole bodies need to long to pray and to be with God. And I want to challenge you to pray for each other. And I want to challenge you to pray for this church. We are at a critical moment in our lives. We are at a critical moment in the life of this church. And we are at a critical moment in this world. May we lay these things out before the Lord and let God guide us. I'm so glad to enter the season with you as together we pray these anchor prayers. God bless you in that journey. Hey, we're open to ideas. If you've got some other ideas that we can incorporate, we'd love to try to do it. We're just trying to produce what we can with the time that we have. And we hope these things are a blessing to you. I can't wait to watch your Instagram video testimony about the power of prayer in your life. Online, those of us joining online, I know there's a few of you. Deidre, what's going on this morning? You also get to participate in these things too. So we would want you all to be there as well. Amen? This is what we're called to this month. So let me pray for us. And what a journey we jump on starting November 1st. You can start today, but November 1st especially, okay? God bless you on that journey. So Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your word that calls us to these anchor prayers, these prayers that point us up to you, God. I mean, it is so important that we just spend time praising you and thanking you for who you are and what you've done in our lives. So many times we pray prayers that are based on what we want. No, God, this week we pray your name. And we ask, Father, that you would change our hearts just because we spend time with you. God, as we pray for unity in the church, these in-focused prayers, God, would that actually happen? Would you unify us as a body? And as we pray out, I do want to pray that this week we would have an opportunity to share about the goodness and the grace that we have experienced in our lives with somebody who maybe is far from you. Lord, we love you and we give you glory for this church. We give you all the glory for this time and we ask that you would guide us in this season. We love you, Jesus. It is just so good to be together as family. And even today as we bless our neighbors and each other at our Trunk or Treat event, may it be sweet as we share in food together, as we share and celebrate with the kids and their candy. May this be a great week of blessing our neighbor, Lord. We pray these things with hope and expectation. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen and amen.